Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. All right, I'm Len, and uh, you're listening to what the actual fuck podcast. Don't know what the fuck that is. Some shit. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Okie dokie. Right, just uh, Gareth, say hello. <laughs> hello. Wonderful. Neil? Hello. Wonderful. Wonderful. Right, right. here we go then. <clears throat> hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country podcast. Now, first, he's the man who has just opened up his garden to the public for 50p a pop, which I think is disgusting, as he lives in a flat and all he has is a window box. It's Neil. And parsnip pubes. <laughs> and parsnip pubes. <laughs> I can vouch for that, yeah. yeah you get stuck. No, no. Because they're, they're sticking at the top of your trousers. Yeah, not stuck in your teeth, as I no. was about to say. <laughs> you have to quell all of those rumours that we have. Sorry. I'm Don't kidding. endorse them. It's because you turned vegetarian. No, <laughs> never. Now, our guest this episode is the newest addition to the This Country family of cast members. He's Kerry's sidekick at the Dump Gang. At the Dump, I should say, not the Dump Gang. Please welcome Griff... A.K.A. Gareth Williams. Hi there. Hello, Hello Gareth. How are you? <laughs> so how are you finding this newfound fame? I'm loving every moment of it. And Absolutely. We well, we can remember when we saw you at the preview screen and afterwards, and we said, oh, can we have a photograph? And you and I, so I said to you, you've got to get used to this. And you was going, why? You had, bless you. You had all this this innocence that you didn't know what was going to happen. And and we sort of said, you know, you're, you're going to get a lot of people coming up to you asking for photographs and stuff like that. So has that happened now? Because your episode, as we're recording this, was two weeks ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So so how has it been? Uh, not too many at that time uh, since the episode, but certainly, I mean, when I spoke to you at the screening, um, it was... I fight to get to the bar, and I like my drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
my wife couldn't believe, yeah, you know, the fact that people were stopping me and saying, "Can we have a selfie with you?" And I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but it well, was... you got a standing ovation. Yeah, you did. It, you know, it was you amazing. stood up and everybody was clapping you because they didn't yeah. realise you were in the audience. No. And uh, yeah, it's just been fantastic. But I mean, when I was in uh, series two, and I couldn't believe how many people just saw me, and all I was doing was sitting in the waiting room. Yeah. You were, that but was... I got recognised yeah. just from that. Minor injuries, that was, yeah, wasn't that it? Was yeah, minor yeah, injuries. So how did that come about first? Then how did you get involved in minor injuries? Right. What happened was, um, I've been doing sort of outdoor amateur dramatics for well all my life really and i think i'm a member of um cotswold arcadians right. who perform at Havelock's castle school and do an outdoor shakespeare every year and i'm i'm a member of them and uh i think the bbc just wrote to all the drama groups saying you know would any of your members like to audition and I think 19 people applied from Arcadians, and I think three of us got cast. So with the fact that you had to just sit in a waiting room, why was your sitting better than 16 other people? That were... <laughs> Is that what you had to do for the audition? Just no, sit there? No, or... no, oh, we right, just okay. had to talk about our experiences. Um I was, at the time, currently studying drama at the University of Gloucestershire. Um, I'd just been made redundant uh, from financial services for 38 years, and I was living my dream. I was thoroughly enjoying the drama course, and um, I've done a lot of uh, theatre work, but... My ambition now is to try and get into TV and film. Yeah. And that was... It was just amazing. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, about six months prior to the screening, I got a, uh, an email from uh, the crew saying, Hi, remember us? We'd like to give you a bigger part. And oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. So, so going back to minor injuries then, how long were you on set? Do you remember? Oh, that was three days. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, we all had lines and it, it's a very fluid show, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they do a lot of uh, far more filming than is... Uh, Required. required, right? And I, it, I ended up just uh, sitting there. Because I think Tom said during the Q and A that that you, there was like a subplot in Minor Injuries involving you, and they had to cut it, cut it. They out. just cut it out. Yeah. yeah. So can, can yeah. you remember what the the, 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 no, plot, the subplot no, was? No, it was just how long have we been there? Because I think in that one, um, Curtin's main. Uh, uh, what he's trying to do is get to TK Maxx. Exactly. Mm. And exactly. he's desperate. And yeah. he was going around asking everybody, how long have you been there? And that ah, was it. right. right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, gone. I was going to say, so then you got the call for this series, Series yes. 3. Yeah. And they offered you a bigger role. Yes. <laughs> so how long were you on set for that one then? Oh, that was just two days. Really? But it was, it was full on. And... Um, it, it was an incredible experience. 
And the thing is, what one of my tutors at uh, uni always said, I don't like filming or TV because there's a lot of repetition. And, I mean, we had one full day at the dump and one day where I was basically just driving up to the house, picking Kerry up and then driving her to work and then driving her back and then the bit where uh, I was in the lounge with her and... um, Curtin was going through that letter that mm. they, he'd just received from Suggs. So all the other people at the dump, which is the FOSS the tip, Foss isn't it? Tip, yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> were, were the other guys, they were all guys that work at the tip? Yes, uh, quite a lot. There were a couple of extras, yeah. um, you know, employed extras, but um, there, were, there were about three or four who actually work at the tip. Was the white Dennis Rodman? One of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, he is. That's that's the tip that I go to. That may but I haven't recognised. I I didn't recognise. Yeah, I recognised a couple of the guys there. So, um, so when it came to actually, did they give you? They must have given you like safety chats at the at the at the dump to make sure that you didn't wander where you're supposed to not wander, or was it pretty well sort of set out for you? Yeah, yeah. The thing that amazed me though wasn't so much with the. the the work at the dump, it was more the car that they gave me. Oh right, me. okay. Oh, what what car was it? It was a Datsun Bluebird. <laughs> it's sort of really ancient, but it was immaculate inside. And they got it from some place in Kent. I think there were several vehicles that they they'd hired for for this episode. And. Um, when they rang me up, uh, they said, oh, can you drive? And I thought it was to get to the audition. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realise, oh, can you drive on set? And um, they gave me this car and I looked at it and I said, you, didn't, you asked me if I could drive but I hadn't driven a manual car for 20 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> so right, right, right. And the, the gears were not very good on the old Datsun. Mm. But there must be must be quite a bit of pressure to, to drive on screen because yeah. you must have to hit marks and yes. go certain places. Yeah. yeah. And it was quite... There, there, there was a packet... The, the thing I loved about it was that um, the level of detail... You didn't actually see the what was in the car. However, the footwell was fag packets, <laughs> copies of the sun, um, betting slips. And the thing I loved, well, there was a, a, a packet of melted munches on the dashboard. <laughs> right, And then there was oh, uh, crisp wrappers on the back shelf and everything. And everything was filmed, you know, photographed, so that when we came back two weeks later for the dump, you know, it was back in... It was the same. And it was incredible, the level of detail Mm. that uh, goes into these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't actually see it. No. So did you get a copy of the script then? I... Everything I said was actually um, uh, improvised. A- improvised. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, yeah, they right. didn't give me an actual copy of the script. But saying that, that you know, there were lots of um, bits that were cut. 
I was quite pleased with after Curtain stormed out and says, right, I'm tearing off. And there was ad lib between me and Kerry saying, yeah, well, what are we going to do now then? Because yeah. he's refused to cook. Should we go for a Chinese? Right. And or go for an Italian or... And all that bit was cut. Right. Mm. But um, I actually... She, she said something. Oh, we you know, we make a really good team. And I said, oh, yeah, the A-team. And I don't know if you lads remember the A-team. Oh, very well. Yeah. Very, very yeah. well. Absolutely. Well, Kerry hadn't heard of the Hello. A-team. <laughs> and I think there was some problem with the, the fact that I'd mentioned the A-team, which was on ITV or something. Oh, right. And then that got cut. Oh, right. But when Kerry signed her book, because I went, and, uh, went to a book signing, and she put the A-team... <laughs> <laughs> which I was chuffed yeah, about because yeah. I thought of that and it had obviously struck a chord with yeah, her because yeah. she went off and researched it. <laughs> <laughs> so the other people in your uni course, what, yeah. what did they think about the fact that they're studying to be actors and then here comes Gareth, who's already been on TV twice? Well, uh, they a bit jealous, or I think they probably are, but they're very proud of me. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I've got lots of feedback and... Um, I think, yeah, I, I'm still waiting to hear from one of my tutors. Oh, right. <laughs> See what she thinks. Cause... Right. <laughs> what constructive criticism yeah. is that you're waiting for? Yeah. I mean, I got a really good review. There's um, a comedy critic called Steve Bennett, um, and he in Chawthor made a, a very good uh, comment, which I've asked him if I can use, and he says, yeah, fine. Because it says uh, he, the almost worldless Griff, <laughs> played by local uh, character Gareth Williams, um, stole every scene where he was mentioned. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm pleased with that. There you go. I just need an agent. That's it. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So you you say you're doing um, sort of drama at yeah. uh, the Hatherup Castle. Do you you obviously take on the bigger roles? Do you doing that now? If that's where your your heart lies, I I like small roles, right? <laughs> Particularly, I'm I'm getting on a bit, and it's uh, it's harder to learn the lines these days. Mm. And also, I mean, I have played uh, somebody like Prospero in The Tempest. I've wow. played uh, Falstaff in Henry the Fourth mm. and things like that. But now I like the small roles, and also you get a chance to develop the character a lot more. Mm. I mean, I'm never going to be a romantic lead, am I? <laughs> you never <laughs> know. Character, yeah, I love character mm. roles. So, as an actor, um, did you sort yourself out a background role for Griff? You know, did you work out where he went and where he came from and stuff like that? Yes, yeah, and um, I had a brilliant inspiration because when I turned up for the audition, um, I was asked to the following, uh, two days later, to bring in a present for Daisy from my character Griff to her character. And... Um, I, I had this brilliant inspiration of, as you know, she supports Wyndham Town. Mm -hmm. Their nickname is the Robins. 
And I went to Bristol City, who are also called the Robins. They are. And there's a rivalry between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bought Kerry a badge. Right. Bristol City badge. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a nice present then. <laughs> yes, it was, because um, my characters are, like it says in the script, a simple beast. Right. And I they... thought I was doing yeah, her, her a big favour, because at that stage I had a, a relationship with Daisy, and we just... Um, yeah, I looked up to her and she was somebody who was nice to me. Mm. My character, very simple, you know, a bit backward. And I thought I was doing her a really big favour. And the badge had a robin on it. And I had to present it to her. Mm. And we presented it to her in the kitchen. And she was lovely. Right. It was incredible, yeah. In Daisy's character as well. I said, I've got a present for you. And I said, close your eyes, hold your hands out. And, of course, she holds her hands out like <laughs> a bloody big fish. And it was just this little badge. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and she loved it. And I think, yeah, they thought it was really... That, that got you the part, That almost. got me the part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, that is nice. good. So what, what is your favourite memory... Uh, memory? Mem- memory of the uh, recording that episode? Uh, I think just the, the... Like I say, the level of detail, mm. the fact that I had three women fussing over me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing my hands and... When, you know, like I say, there's a lot of repetition there. And in for that part where uh, Curtin um, was telling Kerry off and uh, I had to just play with my hands. And, of course, it was, they were dirty hands mm. and I had to clean them off. <laughs> mm. And so I had s- several takes where, you know, I needed the... Uh, my hands dirtied again. The makeup artist. Yeah, but I had three women fussing over me. <laughs> oh, what's not to like? <laughs> and you were looking forward to your steak and peppercorn sauce, weren't yeah. you? So you yeah. You got back from a hard day's work. Yeah. yeah. So were you a fan of the show? Had you watched the show before you applied to go yes. on um, yeah. the second series? Yes, yeah. Uh, I think somebody had uh, uh, recommended I watched it um, because they loved it, and I said, yeah, great. And um, I, I do love it. There are certain parts that you, you know, it's like Marmite. Some people don't like it at all. Mm. Uh, and sometimes it makes you actually cringe. Mm. And, I mean, I think, you know, Mandy's tattoos <laughs> are just, <laughs> you just think, oh, no. And there are characters like that out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I put a poll up, um, I think a couple of days after the episode, saying who was the best wingman? Was it Griff or was it Dan Greaves from Series 2, who was Martin Mucklow's uh, mate on the building site? Right. And it was weird how on Twitter, Griff won quite convincingly. Oh, right. And on Facebook, Dan won quite convincingly. Right. So I think when you added them together, it's pretty much even. Yeah. But it always seems to me that, that Griff 
like you say, he's a bit of a gentle giant. He he's is. somebody that's going to yeah. look, look after yeah. um, Kerry. Although it does seem to me like Kerry is definitely the boss. Oh, Kerry's definitely the boss. Yeah. I mean, as she says, you know, I chuck things in containers. She tells me to chuck things yeah. in containers. Yeah, you're the muscle. Uh, yeah. She's the brains and you're the yeah. muscle, which, yeah. to be fair, if, if Kerry's the brains... You're fucked. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're all fucked. <laughs> there was one thing that well, we did. Um, oh, I had to uh, chuck a load of stuff into a container while Kerry leant on one of the containers and talked about uh, Curtain, and that actually got cut. Oh, right. And I felt sorry because I have worked my balls <laughs> off chucking this stuff in. There I didn't was, even think about that. The props guy, poor props guy, was climbing into the skip to throw it back out and then we'd do it again. And, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of hard work. I bet. And it got cut, but that's the way of it is. So how much do you think... Out of the, you said it was two days that you worked. Yeah. And so, how many hours a day would that have been that you were you were shooting for? Oh, from uh, we started at sort of nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night. Oh, right. So like yeah. a, a proper working day. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that then that they filmed yeah. that would have been cut out then. But then there's a, also a lot of stuff. I, like I say, I was driving up and down the road. And doing it over and over doing again. It over yeah, and yeah. over again. And like you say, you've got to hit a mark. And um, it was one time I'd honked the horn twice and the, somebody came out and said, don't honk the horn twice, <laughs> just do it once. Right. And I think in the end it was <laughs> the one where I did it twice, did it twice <laughs> that was included. Did you have any um, any chat with the people that, that live in the village, that live in North Leeds, or not? Not really, no. Right. There is a notorious woman who doesn't like the series. As we have heard, yeah. 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 Heard yeah. And um, there were two guys up from London, uh, actors, one of which actually played the dump boss, Paul. Right. Um, he was uh, down... And uh, they took us on a tour of Northreach, including the church, and mm. we came out of the church and all of a sudden they just turned around and said, no, walk back up this way because there was this woman who... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? So... So did you get to hang with all the cast? So with, like, with Paul, the yes, and yeah. everybody like that? You yeah. were all together there and able to hang out? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love the vicar. I wasn't in, you know, involved with him this series. But when we did um, Minor Injuries, I he said to me, um, what can I do at lunchtime? I, don't, I said, go to the church. It's got a famous stained glass window. I don't know. I've just heard that. And mm. he he loved it. Right. And when I was auditioning, he turned up and he remembered that I was the guy who told him to go to the church to look at the stained glass window. Right, right. And I think what what certainly um, Daisy and uh, Charlie appreciated, because when we, again, we were sitting in the waiting room for hours, just sort of chatting, and it was nice that, you know, 
Daisy and Charlie could talk to a local because a lot of the extras um, are from London or yeah. from elsewhere. Right. And Daisy was able to say, oh, where do you drink? And, you, you know... Um, so we were able to talk about Sirencester. Right, right. So that's one thing that I think stuck in their mind when mm. they were thinking of me. So So as as somebody that's done Shakespeare. Yes. I've 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 probably asked every actor that we've ever had in here the same question, but what's your process for learning lines? Because especially something like Shakespeare, I always find it fascinating on how anybody because it's like a different language. Yeah. So how right. do you how do you go about learning that kind of role? The thing is with Shakespeare, it's easy to a certain extent. It depends if you've got uh, the iambic pentameter, the de dum 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 de dum. If you've got one of those, which parts... Shakespeare play is that from? Because <laughs> if that's the lyrics, I can, I can, right. if that's the words. I <laughs> the can Merchant do that. of Dum de Dum, Romeo and Juliet. Ah, uh, right. So my only love sprung from my only hate. Too early seen and known too late. Prodigious birth of love it is to me that I must love a loathed enemy. Now you wouldn't deliver it like that. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, but that's how you learn it, right? Uh, and I, I, like I say, I struggle with learning lines these days, and it is just a question of um, repetition. I used to, uh, used to when I lived in Swindon, it would take me half an hour to walk to the pub. I put my lines on the tape, and I just listen to them. While I'm walking to the pub, right? Okay, walking back from the pub, yeah, yeah, every time, and then you know you you would either uh, cut lines for uh, or learn them with the other person, and then just keep doing it, and the, then it sinks in. The, 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 all the actors all make it sound so very very simple, but no, it just yeah, it just it doesn't. When you see actors doing Shakespeare, like on TV or, or yeah. on a play, or I am just mesmerised. Any kind of theatre acting, because yeah. with TV and film, like you say, you can break it up and you yeah. can you, and repetition. But when it's a one-shot thing, like theatre or a play or whatever, I, I don't know how they do it. No, I just don't know how. It's a, it's a completely amazing skill. Yeah, it really is. It's so, hard well work. Done. <laughs> well Thank done. you. Well done. Have you, and the other thing is, have you had people calling you Griff? They call me Griff all the time. Right, right. Uh, I think that was another thing that uh, what happened was I I worked in financial services for 38 years. Um, I was sent down to Shenfield in Essex. Um, my name's Gareth, and I'm proud of my Welsh heritage. Uh, and in Essex, there are a lot of Garys. Right, OK. And I hate being called Gary. Right, OK. And one day, I just had enough. I just stood up, I slammed my fist on the desk and said, that is it. Nobody calls me Gary. Uh, you can call me Gareth, you can call me anything you like, you know, fat bastard, have <laughs> <laughs> you? Just don't call me Gareth. Right. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, oh, well, what can we call... Can we call you Griff? And I said, yeah, I love Griff. 
and I used to sign birthday cards and Christmas cards, you know, of, of, of colleagues in the office and just... And so that was my name. Right, OK, so Griff isn't a, a character that Daisy and Charlie came no, up with. No, that's, that's your That was nickname. me. Oh, they they were going go. to call me Kevin or something. <laughs> right, like right. What would you have done if you'd opened up the thing and seen that your name was Gary? Uh, <laughs> what would you have done if they said no it's, it's non-negotiable I'm afraid your name's Gary and that's what it's going to be would you have said I don't want the part no I would have <laughs> <laughs> it would have been too good to miss I exactly. couldn't turn it down yeah I I, oh, I I just love the whole experience and I'm so grateful for it. It's just a, a shame for, for me that I'm only in one episode and there's not going to be it, any yeah, more. You just got in there and then yeah. they said, no, that's it, no, that's Well, that's it, a mate. Christmas special. I mean, yeah. if they do a Christmas special, please, yeah. Daisy, Charlie. Or turn your hand to writing and write your own yeah. <laughs> spin-off. A spin-off. Yeah. The Further Adventures of Griff. Yeah. I think there was somebody commented um, following my uh, my episode where they were saying, oh, on Facebook there was a lot of speculation as to whether I was going to appear again. Right. And somebody commented in the last episode, they said that Griff finds out it was uh, Kerry who dubbed him in and went on a killing spree <laughs> in Norfleet. <laughs> that's a whole different kind yeah. of show. Yeah, that's a dark yeah. show there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Taking out the Norfleet market. It, it, it could be, I think you could, Don't Call Me Gary. That's that's the name yeah. of the show. Don't yeah. Call Me Gary. Don't Call Me Gary, please. And you can, you can then go on another killing spree. Yeah. That's <laughs> all you're going to do, is just go on killing spree. It's, it's quite um, sad, though, because Gary has died out, hasn't it? The name yes. Gary is literally yeah. gone now, apparently. I hope. <laughs> yeah, you do now. But it There's is, it's, name, it's It's generational, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's the first time that there wasn't one registered, or there's been like two years of nobody being registered called Gary in the, the whole of the UK. So they've officially oh. declared it a, a defunct name. There you go. Does that include Essex? Because, <laughs> oh no, they'll always be Gary's. Even the, even the girls are called Gary in Essex, yeah. aren't they? They are. <laughs> right, we're going to play a little game. Right. Are you ready? We're going to play Kerry or Curtin. I'm going to give you a line of dialogue. You need to tell me if it was Kerry or Curtin that said it. Right. Okay, are you ready? In the, the, it's this not, episode. No, this will be, could be in any of the episodes. It's so, a 50-50. But you got, yeah. if you don't know, just have a guess. I'll get okay. the bell ready. Just right. ready for the correct answers. Number one. What sort of dog do you think that is? Is that Kerry or Curtin? Kerry. That was Curtin. Oh. In the Peeping Tom episode, talking oh, to right. Kaylee on the bench. Oh, right. Okay. Number two, Mr. Belding, that's saved by the bell. That's not Grease. Kerry? That was Curtin as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Random acts of I'm kindness. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> Number three, I'm so sorry, but is it all right if you leave my house? Kerry. That is Kerry. Talking to Sophie in Random Acts of Kindness. Number four. When someone says morning, who doesn't say it back? Kerry. That was Curtin. In Steam Fair, when Little Red Riding Twat ignores him in the in the field as they pass each other. And number five. I basically pissed £200 up the wall in the space of a few hours on virtual nothingness. That's Kerry. 
Well done. Steam Fair selling yeah. her birthday. Two out of five. That's, that's reasonable. Bad. That's reasonable. <laughs> that's not Griff, too bad. That is reasonable. Thank you. 40% I, I, I work right. that out as. Yeah, that was, that's all right. Well that's, 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 that's that, uh, honourable. That's not too bad. Now, have you seen the whole of Series 3 or just the no, episode? You I've haven't. Seen the, um, I, I only saw the driving instructor right. uh, at the preview and... Since it's, they, they were the only two. So you and I, on. like everybody else, and the fact that you've got no idea I've what got... is happening for the next four episodes. No. So what would you like to see happen in the next four episodes? <laughs> Apart from Griff, obviously getting his own series. <laughs> um, I want to see more of uh, Kerry's dad. Right. Yeah, which I think which it's no, think it's no secret. Due. As, as we're yeah, that. as we're recording this on Facebook, he's even put that he you will see some of him in the yeah. next episode next week. So right. That's episode three. So yeah, yeah, we will see. A bit Mandy scares me, yeah. <laughs> but she scares everyone. Doesn't she's, she? yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to scare everyone. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's the yeah. one in the driving instructor when she leans through that window. Oh yeah, yeah. isn't yeah. that terrifying? Yeah. Isn't it? She yeah. doesn't say anything. She doesn't need to say. Well, anything. Just the, the brick in the case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else you'd like to see happen? I'd like a third, fourth series. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Wouldn't we all? So, what about you next, then, Griff? Griff, I'm, I'm calling yeah, you Griff. Yeah, that's all right. That's all that right. is fine, is it? That's my equity name. Oh, as is well. it? Yes. Yeah. Ah, there you are. So I got it right. So, yeah. So, what about what? What next for you? In the, <sighs> is there any acting on the horizon Not at the moment? No. Um, like I say, I've I've got to get myself an agent. Uh, I've just sent off a load of emails to casting directors today. Um, but whether or not that's the right way to approach things, but you know, it's just a question of throw a couple of stones into a pond and mm. watch the ripples go. Yeah. Hopefully, something will bite. Yeah. Yeah. So you're happy to do theatre and. TV and film, or would you yes. rather do TV and film? I'd rather do TV and film. Um, I don't... I'm too old now. I'm happily married. I'm um, happy in in the house. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to go off and spend months touring. Yeah. Mm. But if, you know... Peaky Blinders would be nice. I love Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and to be fair, Daniel Craig is just finishing as Bond, so, oh. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that role is coming up. <laughs> well, no, I'd like a Bond villain. A Bond villain? A Bond villain, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to they're gonna redo it, aren't they? Obviously, they'll have a new Bond. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame Game of Thrones has finished. That'll be another but, one. Uh, well, they are doing the, the, the prequel series, aren't right, they? Yeah. That's supposed yeah. to be coming up, so... I mean, my, my stage combat tutor at work, at uni, said, um, Griff, you know, you're big enough, you're ugly enough, <laughs> you'll get work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is that, like, the key to it, is the fact that if you look too uniform, then you tend to, like, you wouldn't get parts, where if there's something yeah. a bit unique about you... Yes. That's, um, that's the sort of thing that people are looking for. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, like I said, I like playing villains, and um, you know, my I thought years ago in 1976 I had cancer, and I really wanted. I was just on my way to drama school, and that put the end to that. 
Um, I've 93, I've had my jaw reconstructed, and I don't look normal. But I can use my disfigurement to my advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. I was at uni. Um, I was 60. There were... Everybody else was 20, 21 when they finished, right? All looking perfectly normal. Some looking absolutely cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet it's going to be hard for them to get jobs because there's so many other people. Yeah, yeah. You get somebody who's my age coming onto the market hopefully that's what other people will be looking like and i look unique because mm. i suppose if you're a casting director or yeah. and you're looking through photo after photo after yeah. photo if somebody when you look at the fo- fo- the photo it, they're unique they got a unique look yeah that's the thing that's going to stick mm. in their mind yeah. isn't it and That's how was I've it being at uni him. now, at, at your age, when you were there? I loved it. Really? I, yeah, and the kids loved me and the tutors liked me because I was always there. You know, I was never late to any lecture. <laughs> um, and people were saying, oh, you know, we, can't, we like having you here. And I say, not as much as I like being here. I spent 38 years working in financial services. The last 12... I hated. Right. right. And I'm, yeah, they were the sort of place that would break down your creativity. You were expected to become a normal person. Yeah. And I'm a creative person. I love the arts. I love being in a creative environment. So it's great being here with you. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. All we do is create mayhem. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else that we create. Um, I don't know. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I, I think I, it's, it's it's fascinating, the fact that like it's it's taking you this long and you're sort of just at the start of your journey of it all. Yeah. yeah. Which is quite exciting, I can imagine. Oh, I, yes. I, and a yeah. bit, still a bit nervous. It's scary. Yeah. It yeah. is very scary, um, particularly... Not knowing, um, I've I got knocked. One of the main uh, platforms for uh, casting is Spotlight, right? Um, and I applied to be on Spotlight, and they rejected me, right. and said, "Oh, sorry, we don't accept University of Gloucestershire as a a, a accredited course." Um, and you've got to go and get four jobs before we'll even think of putting you on there. Right. And so that was quite a bit of a knock. Um, because... so, so does this country count as one, one. job or yeah. the fact no, you've been that's in... one job. Right, OK. Yeah. One down, three to go. So yeah. when they say jobs, they're talking professional. Professional right? yeah. jobs. You can't be uh, student films or... Um, adverts or mm. walk-on parts. Um, you know, you can't be one of the extras. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's well, it's tough. Yeah, Peaky Blinders, Game of Thrones prequel, and James Bond. And there yeah. you go. There's your three others. <laughs> yeah, and then you can go. And I don't need you now. Spotlight. You can yeah. Boo sucks to you. And well, all we can say is best of luck with your Thank journey. You. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there are any all... agents listening. <laughs> 
then get... email us or, or get hold of uh, Griff. Yeah. And don't call him Gary, obviously. Don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, that's just going to piss him off. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Unless you want him to be really angry in his piece. <laughs> yeah. And go yeah. on another murder <laughs> spree, <laughs> which I think his oh, character's yeah. going to do. It's yeah. been lovely to talk to you, mate. It really, really has. has. It's been fascinating. Yeah. Thank just, you very uh, much. Enjoy, enjoy all the uh, selfies that you're going to have yeah. and enjoy forever being Griff in all the dump gang people's hearts because yeah. you are now going to be that gentle giant right. that always looks after Kerry that yeah. Kerry ended up, like, you know... Sticking me sticking up. <laughs> <you> <laughs> up. and really sorting you out. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's no been problem. so much fun to been talk awesome. to you. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Neil, bit of housekeeping? <coughs> right, this is where I've got to remember my lines. Here yes. we go. So you can find us on all the social media under WTAF This Country. We got it. Uh, you can email us at wtafthiscountry at hotmail.com and find out everything that's going on on our website at wtafpodcast.com. Wonderful. Now, this is where I normally balls it all yeah. up. <laughs> Patreon. We've got a brand new loads of things on Patreon now. Myself and Neil both have very ample bosoms, so why don't you come and grab those dollar bills, stuff those dollar bills down our ample bosoms, and for that, you get things like extra content, um, early access to our live show, uh, which we have just announced the last live show, May 29th. Uh, at the Sundial Theatre. Tickets will be going on sale very, very soon. Uh, and we're just going to have loads of fun. You also get early access to the podcast, so you will hear it a day before anyone else. Indeed. And if you are one of our $5 tier subscribers, you get a very cool limited edition WTAF enamel pin. Make everybody jealous. Ooh. Everybody jealous. Um, and that's it, I think. It is. That's it. Griff, Gareth, Thank you. Thank you. Not going to call you Gary. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> no problem. Neil, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, pal. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody else, for listening, and go and get plumbed, you fuckers. <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.